Welcome to Kashmir on the Air, your weekly radio show dealing with kosher issues for the kosher consumer. And I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashmir Magazine. And we have hopefully a very good show tonight. I mean, it's a shame we have a guest. We have to get through to him. A little bit difficult on the phone, but we'll probably get through in a few minutes. I'd, I'd like to just uh, tell you before we start that last week's show, I can't tell you what it was, but it somehow was off the charts. Literally every single person I met, Arachasana, here, there, every, they came up to me and they were they were very, I don't want to say nice words, but they, they were very impressed and they were, and they felt it was a very helpful show. And I think it's the funniest thing in the world because we've been talking about 7-Eleven and the, the, some of these other uh, stores, Dunkin' Donuts, and we've been talked about these things so many times, almost every single show. And here, so many people got so much out of it. So I, I was thinking very hard, what, what caused that? We have him? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was thinking, what caused that it was such a big hit last week? And it really was. I'm not exaggerating. I think of all the shows, that was the biggest one. Maybe I'm off by one of the shows, but this was really extraordinary. I was thinking about it, and I said, maybe it's the fact that I had Rabbi Goldberg on. And Rabbi Goldberg seemed to have a certain way about him. He talked about Kedusha. He talked about the importance of, of looking at Kashmir, not just what is what can you get away with in Kashmir, but what does it represent, what we do. I think it was a beautiful line, and I think that, that an impression on a lot of people. And I think the fact that we talked about so much of it, about it, we went through it so many so thoroughly, perhaps that was what made it so interesting. I don't know. Tonight we have Mitzvah Shem. Uh, our guest is Rabbi David Goldstein from The Positive, who's uh, an expert in, in insect infestation and checking for the insects. And we have a lot of interesting questions to ask him, but we want you to call in also. So, but it, I can't see the texting. If you want to text in, you can start texting in now. We're not going to take the calls for a little while yet. Uh, the, uh, the, tel- the texting number is, two, is 347-927-8398. Again, 347-927-8398. Text your questions in for Rabbi David Goldstein about insect infestation, etc., etc. Um, before we start the show, I want to mention one more thing. I try always to share with my J-Root listeners any specials that we offer for Kashmir's Magazine. And something came up. We had over-ordered a number of uh, kosher travel guides. We decided we're going to give them away. The only thing we're asking for is the $3 of the shipping, the costing shipping. So the book is $9 in the store. It's $15, $14.95 on Amazon.com. And we're giving it away free just have to give us three dollars for the shipping which because that's what it costs uh call 718-336-8544 if you can leave your name address and uh, the uh, the credit card number and uh, expiration date we'll take care of it from there if not you want to speak to somebody live so you can leave a message we'll try to call you back uh otherwise try to call us during the daytime tomorrow Hopefully, someone will answer and be able to uh, send out the Kosher Travel Guide to you. Kosher Travel Guide is to 307 cities across the United States. It's 136 pages. So this is a Metsia. What are we doing it for? To give you an opportunity to see the magazine if you haven't seen it. Hopefully, you'll be so excited that you're going to buy the magazine. In fact, uh, quite a few of the people have called up and said, let me have the magazine already. So uh, give us a ring, 718 
1-800-336-8544. And without further ado, here's our guest tonight, Rabbi David Goldstein. Are you there, Rabbi David? Yeah, Kaisalaykum to Rabbi Wickler again to be on the show tonight. And Shalom Aleichem to all the listeners for the summer, what's coming up. Well, be I'll, preparing for it. I, I want to start with a couple of things. I'll let you talk about anything you're interested in, but I have some issues that I'd like to straighten out. So, uh, I haven't seen yet, but, to, but they're in the store, the positive strawberries. And uh, I was under the impression, from you and from others, that strawberries are impossible to get clean. So we want to understand what uh, you people are doing about these strawberries. And, uh, I mean, does it affect anything that, as far as a regular consumer buying strawberries in the store? Good question, Robert Wickler. But the first answer will be for this uh, for you like this tonight. First of all, it will be in the stores under the brand Kosher Gardens, and uh-huh. it will have my personal hashgach on it and Rabbi Weiss hashgach on it and all you on it. These strawberries are very difficult and hard because to grow kosher strawberries in the first place it is complicated, and of course I will not give out the secrets how we do it. Now, because sure. All the listeners, all the people, when I put my name on a package of strawberries, it will be buck-free. Um, we check a very high percentage. The biggest problem, what we have with strawberries in general, and that's why, in general, there are all the rabbis around the world, at one vo- almost all the rabbis around the world, with one voice set for strawberries, no, is because it's almost impossible to clean off insects from strawberries. How many times we tested it over and over again, all kinds of methods of cleaning it, of scrubbing it, soaking it, and with all kinds of soaps, only soap, hot water, cold water, whatever, whatever, whatever we tried, all, the, all kinds of methods, we were not able to successful to remove insects from strawberries. One of the biggest secrets is about kosher gardens, how we grow our strawberries, is by not having bugs in the first place. Because if we do, we're done. Right. Now you, you, I think you told me, um, I was there, maybe I'm getting confused with another, another variety, but you're saying, so you, you were able somehow to grow them without the insects. Now let, let me not, ask you. Not, not able, not able. You don't say a good way, we're not able. These are very, very hard to grow. And we have to be very, very careful it has to be 100% clean of insects in the first place because no washing, nothing is going to help for it. Now, and that what makes it very hard and very complicated. Is it true then that, now that you're dealing with strawberries, is it true that strawberries are not washed at all before we get them in the stores? Yes, no. <laughs> because, because the washing... If we do it, it's because of FDA purposes, to make sure of any uh, chemicals or any uh, germs. So there is some kind of washing. Sure, of course. There is a washing. Sure, of course. There is a washing, but nothing for bugs. Uh-huh. I, I, was in, I thought there was a, that, they, that they didn't want them to be washed because it's very hard to... They're going to fall apart. They're not going to really hold up after being washed. Yeah, that's true, too, because after washing, it falls apart very fast. Correct. But I mean, but you're saying before they're put into the boxes, they were washed somewhat. They have to be. Okay. Everything has to be washed. Now, now, um, okay. So, so in other words, you're saying is because we don't yeah, yeah. At, at this present time, 
strawberries in general is a big problem. And only if most most rabbis agree not to eat strawberries besides our method that we came up. It's a very successful method is to buy in the summer the big strawberries, fresh from the market. You know, you can buy for two dollars a package. You take a peeler, you peel it completely around from all the sides, a regular peeler, not a soft peeler, a regular peeler. Then you cut the top off on top of the knife. If you made a hole on top, then cut the strawberry in half and then rinse it. After rinsing it, you can put it into the freezer, you can put plants out of it, you do whatever you want. Right. After the strawberry is peeled, once you rinse it, it's good to go. That's the best strawberry to eat in general at all for people, the cheapest strawberry to eat. It's even cheaper than anything. Okay, so that's uh, the issue of strawberries. Now, there's an, e- an interesting issue there. I, I think I mentioned it last week. I'm not even sure if I did mention it last week. But the CRC in Chicago put out a, a call curry, and everybody seems to have seen it or heard about it. And we printed it up uh, in, uh, in our Kosher Monthly, Kosher's Monthly. There wasn't time yet to get in the magazine before it printed. So uh, it, it's uh, basically claiming that for a long time the CRC in Chicago felt that you didn't need uh, to have uh, a, a checking for iceberg lettuce, which I, I mean, I basically don't agree with that position, and I could share with you, Melissa, maybe in a second or two, uh, I might share with why I don't agree with that position. But that's not the point. The point is they did an about face, and they said right now, people are taking the hashgachas off the companies that they've been certifying as insect-free on the iceberg lettuce, and. Uh, so the CRC says we can't we can't rely unless you have two choices either very good hashgacha or you have to do their methods of checking. I, I, I can you comment on what's going on in with the iceberg lettuce at the present time? You know, Rabbi Wickler, together you know we worked so hard for the last few years to bring up the issue from bugs. The bugs is one of the five, six levels if you eat a bug. It's like eating pork five or six times. Worse than meat. The people are marked to have this meat, that meat, different brands, the more machma. Oh, we're not talking about traces. When you eat pork, five or six, five or six times pork is per insect. And here in the United States, we all agree for years and years and years, we were sleeping. And thanks to Rabbi Moshe Vaya, together, and another group of Meshgichim, we almost changed the whole United States. The way how we check, we deal, and we think about insects. It was mind-boggling sometimes how you could see different organizations have deal with insects over the years. As we say, when a person becomes better, then the chain even becomes more better. It means, in other words, when a, when a Jew does, does repent, he does children, then another Jew becomes more from. This is how the chain works, and sometimes it works the opposite way. Here in New York, Baruch Hashem became so, up, so upgraded and this chain effect around the small Jewish communities around the United States. It was a belief for years 
קאביץ', אייסברג, רידיקיו, all kinds of different products are bulk free. Mm-hmm. And here, as the expertise now is based mostly in New York, mm-hmm. and we had over and over repeated to these organizations. I think you mentioned this year in your magazine, it is 1,000, how many Shashkochas we have in the United States? 1,269. Not in the United States, all over the world. But all I, over the world. Yeah. And you can imagine, you know, it's very hard to get a hold of every one of them. And if you do get a hold of every one of them, if you let them know the knowledge what we have, you know, they might disagree with you. And most of the time, the disagreements, what I have, most of my Rabbanum I deal with around the States is because it was a lack of knowledge, a lack of understanding how we do Badikas. They had claimed all these years that they take iceberg letters and they check it and they don't find any bugs. But once we meet, we show how we check the method our book looks, what you should look for, and everything changes. And this is one of the results from this hard work what we did together at Bilicla. I know, and it, 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 it showed itself up. I, mean, I was mentioning to the, my people here on the show that, uh, that the OU is happy that they're person in charge of uh, the, the, the Toiloyim, for the different the hashkachas there, the different restaurants and everything, that he trained with you. And uh, it, it seems that pretty much everywhere your teachings have entered in. And I want, that's the next one of the other questions I wanted to go into. But I still want to finish off on this thing about the iceberg. Has iceberg gotten worse at the present time? Yes or no? You, you have your men checking. I mean, you know, I mean, I think so the me, iceberg so is let me, so, let, so let me explain you a little signs in general. General signs, okay? We have always iceberg, lettuce, cabbage, all kinds of products growing around the country goes for seasons and it travels over and over. Now, these are trips, migration. Trips migrate from place to place. There's always trips, always in, in every hot uh, environment. But beside these, a few trips around the fields is something called migration. When migration comes around, it gets terrible, terrible infested. Now, we, don't, we do not know when we buy iceberg from the farmers, what are they selling us? Was it the iceberg with a few trips on the field? Was it growing while the migration was there and it's terrible infested? You never know. So what happens is it gets to the companies, they wash it. You know, I'm not a big fan of these companies, I have to mention. They wash it. And then after washing, they see they have a problem. In the restaurants, they wash it. After washing, they see they have a problem. And sometimes they don't have a problem. Now, when they don't have a problem, they will tell you, well, look, Isaac has no bugs. Checked it, didn't find any bugs. Isaac is good. And they will go tell for everybody who they know, Isaac lettuce is clean. When they do find the problem, they will tell you, oi, Iceberg is infested. Iceberg is no good. So what happens is a confusion. Some of them running around telling for people iceberg is clean. Some people are going around telling for people iceberg is infested. The same way how we see how Ashgoch are giving out these alerts. Some are saying it's clean. 
some are saying it's infested. So what is the confusion? Very simple. Every field, every farmer, every season is different. And nobody really has, nobody really has somebody on top of it. What can tell you when it comes, in Sermitria HaKodesh, you know, I know this field is clean. Nobody can tell you that. When it comes, people check, they see it clean, and it's clean, and if it's not, if it's not clean. But general, right, it, right, na- right now, is it better or worse, or you're saying there is no such thing as one rule? I, 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 I want to, I well, yeah, there's no rule, there's no one rule, right. This is, this is the point that I want to make, there's no rule. And that's why sometimes you hear people say, I don't know, I never found a bug. And some people say, always find bugs. Because this is a confusion that people have, depends always when it comes in. Every day you get new stuff from new fields. And every day it's a new story. It's never the same old story. Every single box that comes every single day, it's a different, a different picture. And that's why you need expertise in the, in the field to tell you exactly what you're dealing with or how to deal with it when you get the produce. And that's why we're very on top of Meshgichem. They should be on top of their produce. They shouldn't take it, you know, lightly. One day they have beautiful iceberg. And the next day they're going to fall into hundreds of dogs. And they're not going to know what to do with it. So that's why we have a pre-check system. We tell them to check it before they wash it. You know, when we go through well, the training let, course. Let's, let's go through that system quickly. And again, this is for the mashkich. It may not necessarily be what you would advise a, a housewife. Yeah. Just, just on the flip side of the coin, I have to tell you this. <laughs> I, want to hear the, I want to hear the method. I have to tell you this, will We go through the method. I have to tell you this. This year, in general, this year, this summer, the last few weeks, something happened very amazingly. Most places where they have expert mishgichen and bedikas talayim and insects have not cashed almost anything. Places where they places balabatim balabatim where they pay mishgichen tabala. They come in the morning, they go home. Nothing is approved. Wow. So it came to my, to my attention. Is this happening because this year it's a bad year? Or this is happening because we have good mosquitoes in the field? <laughs> the problem is the cow is too shame. <laughs> yeah. I will leave it up for the next for the next two, three years to see how the results will be. Then I have a better picture on that one. But the method is like this. Always, when you get into a food um, service account and you have a mishki what is trained, so how do you train them? You train them so when you get in the morning, you delivery. Iceberg, romaine, cabbage, celery, scallion, spinach, spring mix. Everything needs a pre-check. It needs to be checked before washing. Why? Because if you're going to see a high amount of flip, we're not going to play with it because we're not going to work. If you see aphids, aphids don't wash mm. because they stick with their honey and they punch in their mouth into the leaf and they have a six-leg good grip onto the leaf. If you see leaf miners, we know leaf miners is inside the tissue. It's impossible to wash it off. Mm-hmm. So why should you take now your and torture him 
a whole day. But then you're not going to have anything. And if you do, you're going to serve tailoring for your clients, for your customers. Mm. That's why we train them in to make a pre-check in the morning. Now, the same way, the flip side of the coin. Let's say he comes in the morning, he checks a head of cabbage, and he sees it clean. So he takes that cabbage and cleans it, washes it, makes it a deacon. Most likely, it'll come out clean. If he's going to have spring mix or all the rest of the stuff that he gets, he sees it clean. And Samachai, it's very easy. So he doesn't get stuck. The Balabas doesn't get stuck. Nobody gets stuck. It's everybody when make a pre-check. Well, the pre-check is actual leaves, right? You're not just putting the water, not just soaking it in no, the water. No, actually, it depends. Two, two kinds of pre-checks, and this is part of the course. These are pre-checks from Shmata, yeah. small Shmata, but you can a pre-check actually looking at the leaves, because for the leaf miners and the aphids, you're not going to see in the Shmata, right. so you have to look on with the naked eye. And the trips and the nights, and all the rest of them, you can see it on the shmata. So you take oh. a handful. Let's say, let's say the spring mix, yeah? Could somebody explain me how in the world is possible to check spring mix without a shmata? Yeah. Spring mix is basically a salad with hundreds of small leaves in it and a variety of four, five, six, seven leaves in it. Yeah. How is it possible to check leaves by leaf? It's impossible. Sometimes it's mind-boggling. You come to these places and you see how the Meshkir could be a very from ehrlich guy with the tzitzes outside. They don't. He learns Mishnayis. Serious boy. And you ask him, did you check the spring mix? And he says, yes. You ask him how? He says, what do you mean, leaf by leaf? <laughs> and you ask him, do you know the names of the dogs? <laughs> and anything I see, I remove. It's mind-boggling, you know, these guys are Yerushimayim. They're not so people without even knowing he's doing it that. Well, that's what I'm trying to think. when it comes to insects. Rabbi, we've got so he's many questions. Careful. We have so many questions. I have my questions, and the people call, are, are texting in, and I mean, they're going to get callers. i got to go on. Let me ask you this. You, you, uh, I hear. So the, so the you're saying is that there's got to be a, a pre-check, and then afterwards, you'd properly wash it. There's no purpose in, in wasting the time if it, if it can't be saved. Now, right. everybody is asking me about blueberries. I had a, a yid come up to me as a caterer. Eurasian man, a very nice man, has been in this business for, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 years, whatever. And, and he told me, he says, I, look, I looked for the, for the insects. I cannot find anything. So I explained to him. They're very tiny, the mites in the top. You're not going to see it unless you're not doing the badika with the, with the, with the shmata, and most people don't know how to do it properly. They've never been trained. You're just to say, get a shmata is not the way. It has to be properly trained. Then I told them that the, the, the scales, you can see with the naked eye. You don't have to do a thing. He says, I don't, I don't use the ones with the scale. Okay. But I said, but the, but the, uh, but, but the maggots are inside the, uh, the, the blueberries. You can't see them unless you cut it open and tear the whole thing apart. So, can you just uh, maybe elaborate a little more on blueberries, because I'm getting a lot of people contacting me. By the way, by the way, Vavikla, when a caterer tells you he doesn't get the one with the scales, what does it mean he doesn't get the one with the scales? He doesn't take it. He he wouldn't take it. No, he wouldn't take that. Uh He knows knows enough to to realize the scales. A lot of other people told me they didn't know the scales on there. 
But the ones who <laughs> understand about scale, so they, they saw the scale. Okay, he understands that, but, but, but he can't see the mites and the maggots. He doesn't understand what's right. going on with that because they're right. inside. Right, because the scales are on the surface of the blueberry, and it's a roundish white dot. It doesn't look like an insect. It looks like a uh, white uh, shimmel. How do you say shimmel in English? Um, <laughs> shine. No, not shine. So it looks like a small white hurricane if you look with a with a with a with a uh, bigger glass. Um, most people don't even know what scales are. I guess if he's a caterer, he knows a little bit about the line. He should know what scales is. Again, in blueberries in general, we had I think so three years ago. Gave out an alert about blueberries. We were thinking to give out another one this year. We're still looking very hard into blueberries. Blueberries have four kinds of insects in it. It has the thrips and the mites where they hide under the crown, and after washing it over and over and over again, it doesn't come out. It has the maggots inside the blueberry, and the only way you can see it is to cut the blueberry in half and find the maggot, and then it has the scale wash off onto the blueberry. And every year, every summer, is the same story with the blueberries for the last three, four years. That's why we send an alert. I strongly do not recommend anybody to use blueberries unless he has a real expert mishkir or checked it for them if they really need it. Because blueberries is very complicated, it's very hard schmatted, not an easy schmatted to be kept to do because a lot of particles onto the schmatted plus you have to make the difference between the particle and the bug. It's a lot of work for one package of strawberry. For one, one package of blueberries, a lot of work goes in to make sure it's a clean blueberry. So that's why, in general, I tell people to stay away from blueberries. And you should know, Rabbi Wickler, yeah. in Williamsburg, in Monroe, the food stores do not sell not strawberries and not blueberries. Mm. In Borough Park, Flatbush, Five Towns, Queens, Cedarhurst. These not a store does not sell blueberries and strawberries. Right. The difference. And this is something that I always think. What's pshat? <laughs> Why Williamsburg nobody buys it? Tomorrow nobody buys it. And over here the store sell, selling this. Is because they don't listen to your show. I, I, I feel it's, uh, you know, again, we were talking about it last week. What are the Rabbanim saying? If the Rabbanim got up on Shabbos morning and said, corn in the cob, blueberries, it's a nice history lesson. We could talk about it. We could read stories. We tell the kids stories in the, in the books. But in reality, life has moved on. Then, then everyone would fall in line. If, if they wouldn't listen on 7-Eleven, they're not going to listen to blueberries and strawberries and, and corn on the cob. They're not, they're not going to hear to get the message. Rabbi, I, we don't have that much time. I, and I, I'm getting a million calls. People are calling in. I understand. Before, before you go to your calls. Well, yeah, well, I want to ask you, before we go into anything else, I, I, I'm interested in how you train the mashkichim, the administrators of cautious agencies. You know, uh, I had somebody call me from Lakewood. He wants to come to train with you. So I told him, you know, it's a schlep. He said, but he, you know, he wants to be sure he gets it right. 
Can you just explain to me, are you training them only the shmata method? Or are you training them to check the, uh, the leaves? Or Obviously, it's, it sounds like you do both, right? Okay, so let's go into training. First of all, you should have called me. You should have told me the guy in Lakewood wants to learn. Because tomorrow, the afternoon is starting in Lakewood. Ah, very nice. Only from Mishgichen. Wow. Right now, my policy has changed. I'm only doing Mishgichen right now because what happened was, because of our training programs we did together for so long, yeah. so many people signing up, and Mishgichen are falling out. We need to focus right now to get only Mishgichen, and then we're going to get to the people, average right. people, that they would like to get into this. I think you right. own letters. They own letters for every Shabbos. They own salary they could check. We, we train for that. Every, everybody wants to get trained, they could train. But first, the most important, we have to get the Mishgichim in. Because if we don't get the Mishgichim in, people don't get really kosher product. And this Friday, we're starting one in Brooklyn. Oh. For the Brooklyn, yes. Very nice. And uh, anybody wants to sign up for the Brooklyn course, has to be a Mishgich, should contact other Brooklyn. He knows exactly my number. He knows how to get a hold of it. This Friday, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, we start a Brooklyn one. Very between nice. The, yeah, very between nice. the tight schedule, we try, we try very, very hard to train more and more people because if you do not get trained, people do not have any understanding almost how to deal when it comes to learn to bugs. Now, the way how we do the training, we do three steps in training. First step is we explain everything, the science, how the bug looks, how many legs he has, where does he live, in soil, in the air, flying, not flying, how far, how close, pictures. This is the first stage we do it. Second stage is we actually bring the bugs. We show the bugs. We show it on the schmatter, and we show it also onto the leaf. You know, I had a mishgir in my house. He checked celery a whole day. We had 200 celery sticks with leaf miners mm. in it. Wow. And between the 200 sticks, there was only five without leaf miners. And the mishgir had to, to catch the five sticks without leaf miners. <laughs> there you go. If you right. put me everything in one pile, and then, oh, but right. we do it smart. You know, we some first make a pile what's clean, what's not clean. And you see right away, if he takes the whole pile, he says everything is clean, or he takes <laughs> half and half, right, then, right. You know, right. then you know, then you know, Excellent. then you know, it's, uh, you know, we were holding. But by the end, they know everything by the end. So uh, we do boat training. Now, the final thing that we do is, is a little tough. Um, I think this is the way we're doing already for years, and we're going to continue this way, is you take actually a test, a very hardcore test. That means we make a schmatter with you kid, and we tell the Mishkir, you have your loops over here, if you want it, if you don't want it, you can do whatever you want. And um, we tell him he should inspect the schmatter, and he should take out every single insect of the schmatter. If right. he leaves behind, he did not pass, and if somebody contacts our organization, we don't recommend wow. that wow. person. It has to be one. We give him another chance. You come back wow. how many times? You come back even a hundred times. Not a problem. Wow. 
We come back over and over and over again. We don't never say no for no, for, for So, for so the zero tolerance is for mashgichim too. There's <laughs> a zero tolerance mashgichim too. What happens is like this: the certain mashgichim they were able to pick out all the bugs the first time they come to me. So average people they take out seventy percent, they leave thirty percent. They give them a little training, more, a little help, a little you know, and then they they take out everything. You some they never get it. Right. Why? Why is that way? This is what the Kaddish created the world, and so um, this is how we sort it out. We don't give it an okay from Mishkiyis till he actually does not leave behind a single bug. Rabbi Goldstein, Rabbi Goldstein, I'm gonna just cut you short a second. I'm gonna I'm gonna say a word about our sponsor, and then I'm gonna open up the, the questions from from, the, from everybody because I see they're calling okay. it already. And and okay. then then if we have a little time, we'll end off with some other things. But first, let me just okay. mention a word about uh, Glot Mart, which is conveniently located at 1205 Avenue M. When you think of Glot Mart, think of price, service, convenience, and quality. Whether you shop for a few items or for a full wagon load, you will save plenty of money by shopping by at Glot Mart. At Glot Mart, you save time by using their valet parking service. Just pull into Glot Mart from the East 12th Street entrance. They'll park the car for you and have it ready to load up with all the special items you've purchased in the store. And the Glatmart, the quality of meats is A1. With kosher certification from both the Star K and the Vatakashas of Flatbush, with Basio safe meats and with expert Nikor at Glatmart, you're getting quality kashras. Glatmart is at 1205 Avenue M. Meeting your shopping needs is their top priority. If you meet Dovin Glotmart, tell him you heard about Glotmart on Kashrus on the Air over J-Root Radio. I just want to mention uh, briefly something that uh, Dove uh, Bauman sent me from Glotmart. It seems he, uh, he put together 10 points. I can't read them all once, but these are interesting things to look for when you're choosing uh, cuts of meat, especially for the summer. So since it is the summer and people are starting you know, at the grill, so here's what he said about the grill. What's the best steak to put on the grill? Whichever one you like best. Look for plenty of marbling for juicy, tasty steak. My personal favorite is hanger steak because it has a great flavor. If you prefer a lean steak, your best bet is an oyster steak. <coughs> that does not a problem, cautious-wise. They're succulent and tasty and sliced beautifully. Because it's so lean, make sure not to overcook it. So I'll try to mention a few other points next week. So now, without further ado, I want to get I want to ask you a few quick questions from some people who texted in, and then we'll take our callers. Um, what about strawberry flavored jam with ashkocha? The ingredients say fruit pulp. Is that okay? Um, what about what strawberry about? strawberry jello? That jam was jam, but let let's let's take jelly itself. Jelly itself is okay. Strawberry jelly is okay. Yes. Okay, but that strawberry jam. I think there's real pieces in there. Was is that right? Right. It, it could be complicated, and I would rather to stay quiet on answering that question. Okay. Okay. Very good. Now, um, somebody asked about. A number of people were asking about the. Uh, Lettuce. They wanted to know. Well, somebody was asking, "What's the difference between a Hamish Ashkocha and some of the national Ashkochas?" Obviously, oh, everybody good, does. Good different. question. Good question. Very good question. What's the difference between the national Ashkochas and the Hamish Ashkochas? I cannot answer for them. I can only answer what I do. What I make sure. What I make sure is 
to grow Nietzsche in a Mati in the first place. That means it grows without bugs in the first place. Then we wash it, cut it, and we check it again to make sure it's your tolerance, and we give it out for the market. Now, a lot of Rabbanim will say, you don't have to go so far. You can buy infested products, but smokes with the Talayim, and you can rely on a washing system. Right. Uh, the washing system will remove bugs. Now, me and you, we you know the truth, you know, washing system doesn't help much. Now, again, uh, some Rabbanim, they will say, uh, we're relying on that. And some Rabbanim will say, you know, once it's even washed, no checking necessary at all, because it's already washed. Why should you check it again? It's already meat chain and because it was washed. That's him. You did it for Italy, you did something, you washed it, so you're good to go. So, what I would tell to people, the best thing for them to figure out how to deal with this is to ask the local rabbi what the local rabbi they rely on, what he feels should be the right way of eating lettuce. If the local rabbi tells them, you know, just wash your lettuce and then you get it, then they should do that way. If the local rabbi tells them different, then they should contact the companies. Ask the companies what's their policy. How much they check before washing. Do they check when it's growing? Do they check after washing? How many bugs they let left through, even after washing with some bugs? How much bugs they allow? You know, if you find one bug, not everybody has a zero tolerance. Some are going to tell you, okay, one bug, you know, it's maybe only happening have one bug over here, not going to make enough. It's a hat that's called um, Hapsid Meriba. How do you say Hapsid Meriba in English? A major loss. A major loss. You know, some companies rely on a major loss. Hatsa, you know, this is certain aquarium. But they should ask the companies what they eat. What is your policy? How do you deal with the cost of bugs? Then they should go back to the local rabbi. And as the local rabbi, this is what the company is relying. Could I eat this? And the local rabbi tells them, fine, it's fine. If the local rabbi says, no, no, this is nothing. I it's don't know. We, we, we talked about this thing about the local rabbi, where he knows it. I, I, we got to get. I'm going to get to, to the calls now. You can call us at seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. I still want to mention. Still want to mention one thing very important in the summer. You know, people they like to go into upstate New York to pick blueberries. Right. People like to go pick corn, the cob, strawberries. <laughs> this is a problem. This is a big, the corn, the cob, people don't understand even how to check it. But people think, you take the corn, the cob, you peel off the outer leaves. You take the corn, the cob, you look on it with your naked eye, and you don't see any bugs, you eat it. They don't understand the mites and the corn, the cob worm hide under the kernels. And the only way to see the bugs is by cutting down the whole corn, the cob, all the kernels into a pot. Let it soak in water, and then you take the water, you put it through a filter, schmatter, or towel paper, and then you see the box. I mean, you're going to just peel out, you're going to peel the corn, the cob, the outer leaves, you're going to look in the corner, you're not going to see anything because they run in, they hide under the kernels. Right. That's why people don't understand sometimes asking the same, same thing like you can ask you, where's the blueberry box? I don't see them. It's a little bit, you need a little bit shimmish, a little bit expertise. Then people understand. Besides, it's always good to mention, you know, and we always try to do that. Cherries, right now in the United States, if you rinse it and wash it, it's clean. 
Watermelon is clean. Honeydew is clean. Cantaloupe is clean. Banana is clean. Pomegranate is clean. Carrots is clean. Potato is clean. Cucumbers is good. Squash is good. There's plenty food you can eat without any shyness from Tamayan. So sometimes people get very, very nervous when we come speaking about bugs. And the only thing that they're hearing is about bugs in here, bugs in there. I always have to mention also these plenty products. You know, there's a big machoikis, a big argument about the raisins. You know, raisins dry, it's basically grapes. It dries, turns right on the field, and all kinds of flies and bugs come to it. And we're having a problem with raisins. Raisins are a very infested item. You know, a lot of people do not eat any more raisins unless you can make your own raisins. Raisins is almost the same like raisins, but raisins is clean. So again, raisins has bugs. You should ask a local rabbi if you can line these achshem or the givash gachas on it. If you don't, you can eat raisins. Raisins are not a problem. Besides, grapes. Grapes grows in a winery field. While it's growing, you're going to have bugs crawling on it. There's no way you're going to have grapes growing without any bugs coming to it. Now, when they harvest it, they ship it up to the States. We have bugs in it. Now, the question is how many bugs we have. Sometimes they're very infested. Sometimes they're not so infested. So we came up with a method. The method was the method is you take it and make it in small bunches, let it soak in soapy water for five minutes, agitate it. Then you take it out of that bucket of water and you rinse it under the running water sink. Then you soak it again without soapy water, just plain water. Second time, also agitate it and then let it running on take it out and let it under the running water to the sink. Then you put it in a third time and plain water, agitate it, and then let it under the running water from the sink. Now, people ask me, why do you have to do this three times? So let me explain a little bit for the listeners. Sometimes, after one time, it's good enough. After two times, it's good enough. And sometimes, after two times, it's not good enough. Why? Because sometimes it comes so infested, one or two times doesn't help. Only after the third time it comes out clean. But sometimes it's not so infested after the first time it comes out clean. But the average consumer, when they buy grapes in the supermarket, they do not know how infested their grapes is. That's why we take precaution, we give the safest way, is to do it three times. After you do that and you want to eat raisins, you can put it into the oven for 125 degrees overnight. Come in the morning, you'll have the most tasty raisins. Very good. Let's go on to. We have calls. I got to get some of the calls, Rabbi. Just quick, quick thing I want to mention is that one of the rabbi you talk about the national ashkochos on the how, how much they do for the lettuce. So I spoke with one of the rabbanim and he told me he said, "Listen, we have bugs in our on our product. There's no question about it." But I'm sure we're getting out more than a woman checking in Flatbush. That's what he said to me. He said he feels that his methods of washing 
are more effective than a woman che checking in Flatbush. And I personally disagree. Anyway, we're going to take calls. Go ahead. You're unconscious on the air. Can we help you? Yes, I wanted to ask two questions. Number one, strawberries, I understand that if you cut the head off and you peel it completely, that's kosher. Is that correct? Yeah, but if you're peeling it, yeah. there's nothing left, there's no problems anymore, right? Right, the that's my okay. The, 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 the bugs are not in the strawberry. They're under the, the seeds, bugs, right? They're not they're inside the, the strawberry. Correct. Right. Okay, so that was one thing I wanted to know. And if I'm growing my own tomatoes, do I have to check them? Tomatoes? No, yeah. There's no shile if you grow no your own tomatoes. Tomato. If you grow your own tomatoes, I mm -hmm. do not tell you. No, I'm just wondering because we're not using any pesticides, and when they grow them, you know, on the but farm, they're not going to get inside. A hundred percent, you're going to get bugs, but it's not a problem. But just, just on the outside, the you're going to on the outside, you're going to wash up the tomato very good. Sometimes, if you grow it in your in your own backyard, you see um, a a a, a, a simmer a mark from a worm crawling in in a brown spot. So then you have mm -hmm. to cut it half and check that out. But besides okay. that, you wash it and you're good to go. Okay, okay thank uh, you so much. Okay, next call. Go ahead. Okay, you're unconscious on the air. What's going on with that? Hello? Yes, go ahead. You're unconscious on the air. Okay, that's me? Yes. Okay, um, I hear you very low. That's why. I, I just want to ask you one question. Um, it's a little bit from last week. Um, we traveled to Montreal, and on the way, we drop by into a Starbucks, and we get coffee. We don't put it's plain coffee, and uh, I have my own milk. Is that okay, or I, I would advise you to, to go to the crcweb.org website. Crcweb. Can you turn this down? Uh, crcweb. Dot org. That's crcweb.org and check out their piece on the Starbucks and that should be a good guidance in general for you. Aside uh, from the, okay, Mac, the issue we were talking about, Kedusha, that doesn't take that into account. Go ahead. Yes, go ahead. Um, grapes. If you, I squeeze them first, how do I wash them? You squeeze them first? No, I squeeze them. them. I put them into the freezer. Yeah. Rabbi said before, do the whole process and then you can do what you want with it. No, well, no, you should do it before you freeze them. Right. Do I the should whole wash thing them before I freeze them? If you want, if you want to make moss, and that's why. No, not because I want to make moss. It's because my kids want to eat it frozen. Yeah. Then you should wash it before you freeze it. Right. Uh huh. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you for calling. By the way, Rabbi, on the moss question, make moss. Somebody wants to make wine. That's why we have the special schmatter. After you, uh, you crush the grapes, or you freeze them, then you defrost them, you crush them, you can put it through the schmata, it goes through very, very smoothly, and no bugs will go through. Only the wine. Once more, you could, you could take and make, you could uh, crush so let's the... Say, uh, let's say, let's, let's, uh, we know grapes have bugs, right? right? So now, somebody wants to make Hamish wine, and wants to make must, he puts the grapes into the freezer, right? He wants right. to make must. But then they're squeezing it. After they're squeezing it, they could put it through the shmata. The shmata will not allow any box to go through. It will only allow the liquid to go through. And then they don't have to go through the process of washing before. Done. That's it. Done. No washing, nothing. That's very nothing. good. Thank you very much. Go ahead. Another call. Let's go. You want cash on the air. Can we help you? 
Yes, I wanted to know what the status of frozen corn is and the little corns in the can. What is the baby status? Corn, baby corn is, a, is good, no problem at all. Okay. Baby corn. Corn in the can, or the guy told me it's good, well, because they cut down the kernels and they're washing it, and then the packet is the can. No, no, uh, I mean, I mean frozen, frozen corn. corn. Frozen you know, corn, they, the corn the cob. Right, corn, corn on the cob. Yeah, corn on the cob. So the shiva, the you know, a lot of people ask me the shiva. What's about the frozen strawberries, the frozen corn, the cob, the frozen anything? Before it's frozen, it has to go fresh, right? It has to go in a field fresh. So the bugs right. go in while it's going fresh. Mm-hmm. And then you take it and you freeze it together with the bugs. Right. So it's really no difference. I, that's what I thought. Okay, okay, because somebody yeah. thought that frozen corn on the cob was good. Okay, so it isn't. Right. Um, thank you very much for your shine. Thank you. Thank you very much. You have another caller? No, no more calls. Okay, if you want to call in, 718-683-5858. Rabbi Goldstein, I don't know where you are. It sounds like you're in the airport. But, uh, actually, I'm in the airport. I'm actually heading to uh, the 78 way home. Okay. Um, that's why it's amazing we have the hour between six and seven like this. I kept you speak on the phone. <laughs> okay. Uh, we got we push that in. Uh, but again, so the Wickler, we have to repeat this a little bit. Um, very importantly, anybody wants to get trained, Mishkichim only should contact you. Okay. They have and to be currently Mashkiach. They have to be currently Mashkiach. Or currently, or interested to be a Mishkiach, okay. but he has already some place a connection, or for he thinks he's going to get a job. Okay. Now let me try ask you, because yeah. Let me ask you. We talked about the uh, we talked about the pickles a while back, and you told me You're that right. some of the Hamish companies will eventually uh, do away with the uh, garlic uh, that's uh, right. that's whole and, and that hasn't been uh, and the insects could still be attached. Has that happened right. yet? Right. So these two Hamish companies, one not Hamish company, one is a Hamish company. What they are claiming. They took care of the problem, but I did not confirm it 100%. Uh-huh. That's why I will not recommend that. I do know, I will tell you again, I do know two Hamish companies plus one non Hamish company, but till today, they put in into their pickles garlic and sesame insects. Mm-hmm. That's why I do still very strongly recommend. If you buy pickles, or Shabbos, rinse it. Rinse it. It takes a second to rinse. It's good to go with rinsing. Excellent. We have a bunch of calls. Let's go ahead. Uh, next caller. You're on Kashmir on the air with Rabbi David Goldstein or Rabbi Yosef Wickler. I can't hear you. Slow. There's some background music. <laughs> okay. Thank you for calling. Yeah. We, we got to get somebody who can can hear. Okay. Okay. You're on Kashmir on the air. Me? Yes. Go ahead. Hi. Okay, I have a question about the grapes, and then I have two other questions. Um, regarding the grapes, I wasn't clear about the third rinse. Was that okay, what under boiling is water or the, cold the, water? No, no, this is all cold water. What they're suggesting is putting it into water, put a little bit of uh, soap of some sort in there, uh, agitate a little bit, keep it in there three, four minutes, take it out, put it under the faucet. 
and the, and the three times to do those two processes. That's what we're suggesting. This way, you don't have to check anything at all, and it, it, it will, they will be removed. The only thing we said in the beginning, I don't know if you caught it, is that you shouldn't take the whole bunch, the whole big bunch. Right. We should Small just make smaller bunches. We don't give an exact number, but smaller bunches, then it's much easier to clean it properly. Okay. And also, mint leaves. Rabbi Goldstein, mint um, leaves. Yeah. Rabbi Goldstein? Did I lose him? <laughs> okay, I can't. Oh. An- I can't answer you about the mint leaves. Uh, that's something you can look up in Rabbi Vaya's book. I don't have it here. I had Rabbi Goldstein. I didn't need the book. <laughs> but if you get Rabbi Vaya's book, it's called Bedikas Hamazon. It's in English, and you should be able to use it. And I'm sure he discusses mint over there. Oh, we're losing people oh. like flies. <laughs> Go ahead. You're unconscious on the year. Can I help you? Yeah. Hi. Hi. You hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Go ahead. Um, what are the broccoli? Uh, I saw the positive company. What, what, Hello. We, we just lost. We just lost this gentleman. <laughs> mint, right, mint leaves. Yeah. Somebody which, asked about which, mint, and then they asked okay, about mint. Yeah. Mint is almost. If you could ask from all the professionals in the field, it's very, very high infestation. More than normal infestation. Come yes. on. The only one you eat you mint actually, but to get a professional mushgich to check it for you. A professional mushgich, I mean to say a professional mushgich in insects, but it's fine. Which bugs are there? Which insects? Trips, trips, mites, aphids. All three. Yeah, all three, but they are it's very exposed. Not a little bit. It's very, very exposed. It, it's the same yes. thing as, as a lot. It's the same thing as a lot of the garnishings you'll find that 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 are totally infested. It's they're, they're, it's totally out in the open, no question about it. Thank you for the call. Next caller, please. Go ahead. You're on Kasha's on the air. Can I help you? Hello. Yes, you're on the t- you're on the radio. No, but I want to know about celery. Rabbi Goldstein, you there? Yes. What's the shayla? Celery. Celery. Every single celery stick should be inspected for leave minus. There's a misconception with celery. People think they buy a, a, a celery stick, they scrub it from both sides, they take off the bottom and the top, and they're good to go. These are bugs, right? They don't understand the leave minus in the tissue. The fly comes, punches in a needle into the celery stick, puts in a hundred and fifty eggs, and then these two worms started to crawl inside. The insect makes called the leave mine. They make a mine in the leaf. And what happens is some people they don't they don't realize that they don't recognize that and they eat it. And they have to show mission with the insect. That's why you should be very very careful. I just want to mention about adding a point to you, uh, the, the caller. If you've never seen a leaf miner, you're not going to find them. You have to yeah. see it. You've got to see pictures of it or uh, see that somebody show you how to find them, and then you'll see them one, two, three. It does not take 20 minutes to check a, a piece of celery. It takes a few seconds, but you have to know what you're looking for. Okay? Yeah, yeah. If you know what it is, then... Uh, you can find it in Rabbi Vaya's book. We have it. We, if, we, if you contact us, we'll try to get you a copy also. Right. It's not just the lead mine. is not only in the celery. It's also in the scallions. It's also in the spinach. It's also in the... In, in, um, we have it in parsley, dill, cilantro, all, almost leafy vegetables can have these leaf mines issues. 
And it's not, it's not so hard to get out, is it? No, you can't get them out. You can't get them out, though. You have to remove oh. the meat, actually. Uh, also, just cut that piece off, like on each side or something around it. That, that leaf, that leaf, that leaf, that leaf, you don't usually use. The problem is that the the problem is that the insect burrows its way in, and it may very well be still in further into the leaf. So it's it's a hard thing. You will, to not, you will not see it. And while it's there, it, it makes the koyich also. Then the fly put in a hunt and feed the eggs. So only two bugs come out and feed the eggs. Okay, so we only have another minute. By God's we only have one more minute. So I'm going to ask you to say a little bit more about what you want to do on Friday, it's starting this Friday, and then I'll just mention again what I offered, and then we'll 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 say yeah, we'll the table till yes. next time. Okay, on this Friday we show we start in Brooklyn. Tomorrow we're going to start in Lakewood. A course from Shkichim only for the Have we lost him? Okay, thank you, Rabbi Goldstein. I see we have part of you here today. Uh, the, he, he has a program for Mashkirim. He's training them. Uh, it's in Lakewood tomorrow and on Friday here in Brooklyn. You please let us know if anybody wants to join that program. It's only for Mashkirim or presently or want to become Mashkirim. Call us at 718-336-8544. That's the Cautious Magazine number, 718-336-8544. If you'd like to get a free copy of our Kosher Travel Guide to 307 cities across the United States, it's on sale in all the stores for $9, $8.95. You can buy it on, on Amazon for $14.95. Don't ask me why it's different. And you can get it free from us, just $3 for the postage. Just call this number, 718-336-8544. Thank you very much, and we'll uh, speak to you next week. Yeah. I, w- I would say that I recommend it also to a restaurant owner yeah. to go to this, you know, to see what, what is supposed to see. If uh, somebody the, has a serious need, it's, some, it's important to us. Yes. The thing is that Rabbi Goldstein spends so much time with people who couldn't get it, and it's, it's not really purposeful for them. Yes, restaurant owners did come down. There's somebody from this neighborhood over here. He's a caterer. He came down with his son on the programs that we ran to Positive. So, yes, this Rabbi Goldstein will train people who have the need for it. The people who don't have that level... They should be in schools, they should be for the girls, they should be for the boys, in the yeshivas, and the, and the people who are interested in those programs, they can contact me and I'll help set them up. 